Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Mike Sirocco on the line. Sirocco, how you doing? What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? I am awesome. Great to have you on the show. You've got some great things going on. You got a new book coming out too. But uh, before we jump into it, just to share a little bit about you and, and this awesome work you do. Yeah. So first of all, I always like to start every interview with gratitude because I, I'm really thankful for the opportunity, first of all, to be on your show, uh, sharing with you and your audience, but also anybody that's willing to hear my voice. I'm, I'm very thankful, grateful for, and humbled by the opportunity. So um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've run a large mortgage division for Nations Lending, and I was running through that every single day, waking up every morning, realizing that, wait a minute, I'm not in the mortgage industry. I'm really in the people building business. I build people for a living and um, with a focus on helping people that get stuck in setbacks. And so that's the problem that I solve, but I do a lot of things. And so writing a book is, I guess I'm an author now. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's what makes you an author. And I also have the podcast, What Are You Made Of? For those of you watching, you see the sign back there. That's what that's all about. Uh, but I got a lot of things on my plate right now and I'm fired up about it because I'm on a mission that you know, really comes down to not being able to be stopped going after my potential, which is, I, I believe is limitless. That's awesome. And again, congratulations on the book and obviously on the show and the thing in the mortgage industry, you know, the in the last few months at the time of this recording, and we're just an early part of 2021, I know the mortgage industry and talking with other people has been insane uh, because a lot of people are moving right now because one, they don't like their house because of the pandemic. They've been in the same four walls for months and they go, I don't like this house. Or they, they get to move because they can work remotely from now on. So they want to exit San Francisco and maybe move to, you know, more suburban area to save themselves a, a few thousand dollars a month and a mortgage payment and a variety of different things. And I know that a lot of mortgage personnel have been working some insane hours um, to deal with this huge demand. So I, I think that the way that you approach things with it being a people-based situation instead of a mortgage, okay, here, sign this, do this, here's the forms, do this, you know, we need proof of income and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. When you make it a person to person exchange, it makes the environment and it makes the the transaction more relational than what you typically see. Transformative, yep, definitely. So, so let's jump in about this book. You know, you know, one. I always ask authors this: Why in the world would you give up so much of your time to write a book? Because it is a time consuming <laughs> endeavor. Uh, knowing that myself, but you know, what what prompted you to write the book, and what's the book about? Well. The book's called Rocket Fuel, and the subtitle's called Convert Setbacks, period, Become Unstoppable, period. And Grant wrote the forward, Grant Cardone, if you don't know, the 10X guy, uh, he's a mentor of mine. And uh, he wrote the forward for the book, which gave me chills reading about it. But the Rocket Fuel concept, Michael, is, comes from really uh, understanding that the things that stop us in life aren't the setbacks. I'm sorry, they're, they're not the, it's not the encouraging people, the successes and wins. It's, it's all the bad stuff, all the toxicity discouraging people, letdowns, disappointments, all that. So what I found is that if you can convert all those things, not just remove them, but convert them and store them in your tank instead of your trunk and use them as rocket fuel for your future, you don't become resilient because resilience is not a powerful enough word. You become 
rocket fueler. <laughs> you go beyond where you, your original form is. And so it all started back. I mean, I came from a broken home and I don't remember my parents ever together. Uh, you know, I lived with my dad for three years from eight to 11, went through a lot of psychological mental abuse. Um, you know, I had a step parents got into the mix too. So then all their agenda goes along with all the custody and child support and anybody that's dealt with that knows what I'm talking about. However, I thought it was an ordinary scenario. Like I, I thought this is what we're supposed to go through growing up. When I see kids on TV with uh, the mom and dad together, I thought that was just like television shows, you know? And uh, so at one point, I, when I got to 11, I just knew something wasn't right. I thought it was ordinary, but I just thought, you know, there's got to be a better way. So uh, I got tired of being treated that way. And I told my mom to file court papers. And when I did that, she said, well, I'll do that because this is definitely not normal. You definitely shouldn't be in this situation. And, but you cannot flip-flop. You need to stick to your guns because when you believe in something, people are going to try to talk you out of it, either to match their own agenda, justify their position in life. You know, it, it, bottom line, it comes down to the fact that you need to stick, to, you know, you need to be stubborn. And um, I like to use the word stubborn, Michael, too, because of the fact that persistence is heard by a lot of people. And it becomes like a, almost like a lullaby effect. It goes in one ear and out the other. They don't have a reaction to it. So I like to use words that most people don't use in a positive connotation, uh, which is stubborn. And the definition of stubborn, because I'm big on definitions, there's two words that, that really resonate with me and get me fired up, which is perversely unyielding. And if you can think about when you want an ideal life or you want something in life, a goal or whatever, and if you're perversely unyielding towards it, you know, you're going to get it. So she told me to stick to my guns. And I remember when uh, the court papers were finally filed and delivered to my dad, I came home from school one day after days of waiting and I was scared to death. He had these papers in his hand and my dad was my hero. Um, he laid brick and block and concrete and he's had real big forearms and rough hands. And I, I just, he was my hero. I looked up to him for how hard of a worker he was. He also carried a wad of hundred dollar bills in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And he used to flash it around and show, <laughs> and show us what, you know, what we got with money and all this. So I thought that was cool. So uh, he told me to go to my room and wait for him. And I went back there and he came back and I was just petrified. And he said, uh, it says here, you want to move back with your mom. Is that the case? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, I don't, I don't really understand. I mean, they don't have any money there. Like they're, they're, they're poor. You got everything you need here. Why would you want to go there and not have what you need and this and that? So he just wasn't grasping the fact of what was going on. He was either blinded by it or I, you know, I don't know, but I said, no, I'm sticking to my guns in my mind. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm making this decision. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to open this up for discussion. He said, okay. So he takes the wad of hundred dollar bills out, peels one off, crumples it up and throws it at me and said, here, you're going to need this then when you're living on the streets with your mother. And you know, when that happened, I'm an 11 year old kid. This is, you know, felt like, you know, my, uh, my hero is throwing in the towel on me. My trainer's throwing in the towel on me. On the other hand, he might've felt that I gave up on him. I, I don't know. But, um, at the end of the day, I, I felt that stubbornness kick in. And I remember my mom telling me, stick to your guns. I, I felt the stubbornness kick in. I'm like, I'm not going to need that money. I, I'm not going to need this. Like you, you, you're not dictating my future. And the other thing I thought Mike was that I could be of somewhat of a role model to people because I felt this was an ordinary situation. And I felt like I was strong enough to be able to handle it and then continue on. So three years ago, I'm 40, almost 44. Three years ago, 
uh, I, I ran into a situation, which I can get into deeper, but just to save time, I ran into a situation that caused me to really analyze my life and why my graph was always on an upward trajectory. And everything that came my way that would try to stop me or normal people would just stop, I kept going. And what I found was I was converting everything that could stop me into rocket fuel. And that was propelling me forward. And once I became aware of it, instead of my graph going like this, over the last couple of years, my graph went straight up in the air like a rocket, uh, rocket trajectory, which I think that when you become aware of something and you're not just living it uh, subconsciously, you could throw rocket fuel on it and it blasts you off. So that's what it came down to. And when uh, we're talking about writing a book, I, I had to get this message out to people because I see how, so, how powerful it is in my life and what it's done for me. And then to read the forward after Grant wrote the forward about what rocket fuel concept means to him and his personal life and his business and seeing the, you know, the 2 billion plus in real estate that he's accumulated and the success he's had in his business and, and influencing, you know, it just gave me chills to read that. So that's why I took the time for it. No, it's an amazing backstory. And, you know, one of the things that jumps out at me with people and, you know, and I'm looking forward to this book because you can use the analogy of a lot of times people feel like there's a bunch of bricks that are being thrown at them in life. And I'm always of the opinion, well, then take those bricks and elevate yourself. Use those as stepping stones to get you to where you want to be and continue to do that. I love the analogy of you know, using all of these challenges, setbacks, issues, whatever you want to call them, and using them to make yourself better to rise above that and blast off into the things. It's amazing that you were aware of the trajectory when others weren't because you're like looking around going, okay, why am I doing well? And everyone else seems to be plateaued or maybe kind of riding the wave a little bit or going down and you're going up. That's, that's a crucial skill because unfortunately a lot of people don't have that clarity to be able to look at things that way. So by you doing that, I think just added more rocket fuel, pardon the pun there, uh, to the existing rocket fuel. And that's why you continue to see, you know, the ascend that you have. Yeah. You know, and the other thing, my mom, when I was at a young age, three or four years old, I remember her always saying, you're going to be a leader. You're going to be inspiring. You're, you're already, you're an inspiration. And she programmed my mind before I even knew what those words were. So I, I approached life my whole life with, I'm going to lead people. I'm going to help people. I'm going to do something to guide people. And I was a lot, around a lot of broken people, man. Like even after I left my dad's house, I had uncles and my grand, they, they alcoholic drug addicts. My grandmother committed suicide. Um, and, and you know, I didn't, I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't okay with that just being the case. And that's just the way people are. So, you know, I think that when you are in, put in a position to lead and influence people, you cannot help if you're taking the steps to do so, have an upward graph because you're, you're, every decision that we're making when, when throughout my life, is this taking me towards where I want to go or away from it? I like to break things down real simple because there's a lot of chaos in the world. There's a lot of chaos and adversity. And I think if we break things down and make it simple, it makes it really easy to dig out of a hole and or blast off out of a hole, so to speak, by just making those two distinctions, whether it's towards the goal or away from the goal. And I always have a saying, thrust is a must. Thrust is a must. I have to be moving forward. Like if I go backwards, to, you know, and I hit the wall, like where else am I going to go? There's only so far you can go back. 
So I'm going to go forward and I'm going to, I'm going to fail forward, <laughs> bottom line. So that's just the way I roll and it's worked for me. And I want to share that with other people. That's amazing. And I know in the pre-show, uh, we discussed this a little bit at the timing of this recording uh, is the day after uh, the, the riots and the situation at the U.S. Capitol. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts on that from in light of the work that you do in, in climbing out of the hole and, and blasting off and thrusting forward. Well, first of all, me, you, none of us can control what's going on. So I direct my time, choose to direct my time intentionally to things that I can control and I have responsibility for. Um, my thoughts on it, I'm going to share real quick. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I don't know who's involved and who's not involved. When we had Black Lives Matter and we had uh, the, the, you know, the riots and protests and everything that was going on before in the streets, I don't know for sure that it wasn't far right-wingers getting involved to make it look worse or far left-wingers involved to, get to, to make it look worse. And same thing with yesterday. I don't know for sure if it's far right-wingers that are doing it and, it and then Trump supporters got mixed in it. And then there's also Antifa maybe getting a mix to make it look like, I don't know. And I, I'm not saying uh, like which viewpoint I believe in and all that. I'm just saying, I don't know the truth. I don't think any of us know the truth. I think that there's a lot of things going on to keep us divided because as we're divided, one, people can remain in power because uh, nobody can overtake them. But I also think that mankind survives when there's a little bit of divisiveness because it creates a problem to solve, a constant problem that we can be working on. And from, to me, uh, you know, being on this planet, I think we all need problems to solve for purpose. So I think somebody might be smarter than me and, and maybe smarter than all of us and understands that you know, we really need to have some problems in this world to, to have purpose and they create these things. Again, I'm just speculating here, but at the end of the day, I don't waste a lot of time on it. <laughs> I, I see it as entertainment. I look at the entertainment uh, time that I have slotted in my day. And if I feel like watching television, then that's the entertainment I want to watch. I watch it and then I move on to my mission. Yeah, it's a great approach to it because otherwise you could you know, fall into the abyss of watching it for days on end and that doesn't help you grow or move or anything like that. One of the things in the work I do with burnout and stress, I, I, I advise people do not spend a ton of time watching the news because it's all negativity. It's going to take you away from your personal mission of what you want to do in your life. I'm not saying by any means live in a cave and don't pay attention to what's going on in the world. Because again, like you said, there are opportunities to solve problems. When you solve problems, you grow as an individual, as a community, as a nation, as a planet. And that's, you know, opportunities like this is, you know, there's definitely opportunities to figure out the divisiveness of what's going on in the U.S., how much divided is it? You know, and that's the other thing, going back to where you said, you, know, you don't know. Are, is there division? Yes. How much? Hard to say. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's, you know, you can see it based on what is shared, but, you know, the camera isn't everywhere. So you don't know the thoughts of someone in Biloxi, Mississippi versus Tuscaloosa mm -hmm. or in Orlando versus San Diego or Chicago or Minneapolis, there's, there's pockets and eaten in all of those areas. There's a, a myriad of opinions and views. That's a beautiful thing. We all have opinions and views, but ultimately if we all seek to understand 
And I think that's one thing that works across the board. Seek to understand the other person's point of view in an understanding way, not condemnation, but why do you feel this way? Why do you have this opinion on this matter? There's what mine is. Find common ground. Move forward. Figure out how to solve things. And, I, and that's my hope is that collectively – you know, we'll all get to that type of point um, so we don't yeah, have well, to experience these kind of things again. Well, here's the other thing. Are you going to you know, work and then coming home and then watching TV or reading things and that's how you're determining what you, what you believe? Or are you thinking for yourself? Like I think the, the biggest problem that we have on this planet is people aren't thinking for themselves and they're being told what to believe. And that's the problem that I have. That's the only divisiveness that I care about is those that are going after it and those that are willing to settle. And that's the, the divide that I see and care about. And that's what I'm trying to uh, improve the ratio to those that want to go after their potential. Because the, Michael, the thing is, is that I believe in God. I believe that I was put here and we are all put here with a certain amount of potential or blessings. I, I believe it's limitless because I believe in an omnipotent God, all powerful God. And to, to think that we would have any limitations, and I'm not talking about physically because we have a physical human body, but mentally and spiritually, to think that there's any limitations on that is really, to me, not believing in an all-powerful God. And so I believe when I wake up every morning, my job is to go after that potential that I was given. And everybody's job is to do that. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing what you were put here on this planet for. That's my belief. I, I'm firm with it, but I thought of that myself. I didn't have somebody try to tell me that. And so I think that's important to, distinction to make is, are you thinking for yourself or are you being told what to believe and going with it? Yeah, it's, you know, the, the phrase question everything in a, in a way to, you know, figure out, you know, and think about certain things and, or everything. And, you know, and I agree with you. I, I think there's, and I've heard the phrase sheeple and I, 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 I don't like necessarily saying that, but from my observation, there definitely seems to be an element of that for, for people. And it's like, well, we'll look deeper, you know, turn the page, maybe deep, you know, dig down deeper into that article or research a little bit more. Don't take it for what it's saying at a particular news site or information site, do some research, you know, using stock market for analogy. Okay. You're going to buy some stock. Okay. You look at it and you go, okay, this stock is selling for this and it's up two bucks. All right. I'm going to buy that because it's going to make me a lot of money. Will it? I don't know. What, what, what are the earnings? What's, you know, how much trades are being shared? What are all the other aspects of investing in this? It's like, is it going to make money? It might just yeah. have, you know, it might be having a decent day. Like today, for example, a lot of things are up today, um, but it could easily crash by the afternoon. So, do yeah. the research, not only on investing, but just in life and things that you consume and, and everything. And, and I, I treat it as it's an investment in knowledge and understanding and making you grow. And when you do that, it's moving you forward. And it's you know, literally you know, using your book, you know, adding rocket fuel to your life. And then Thrust, you take- is a must. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you take off in life and then- and I agree with you. We all have a calling. There's, we all have skills and gifts that we are here to give and use. And when you are thrusting and reaching different stratospheres that you originally didn't think were possible, 
the impact, the ripple impact that you have on your world and everyone around you is insurmountable. And it just makes the, and if everybody would follow that and figure out what their calling is and what their you know, purpose to make the, the world, the universe, everything better, if everyone applied that, our brains can't comprehend what that would look like. Yep. And that's why you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that your book is coming out because people can grab onto that and go, what, you know, where's my rocket fuel? What do I need to do uh, to figure that out? Because it makes such a huge impact in your life. You know it. I know it. You know, the people that we, in our circle, we definitely see it and we, and, and we can tell, you know, we can go, okay, yeah, that person is definitely there. Justin Breen. There's a great example of somebody. Okay, he's he's skyrocketing in in the work that he's doing, and you know every day I'm looking at something on social media. I'm like, what's he doing now? That's my guy. That's my yeah. Guy. I love Justin. Yeah. No, he, he's an amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's an amazing human being, and he's doing some amazing work. And it's like I'm cheering on. And it's one of the things that I learned a long time ago. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I want to get ahead and I want to be successful, and then they look for comparisons, and they're like, oh, Grant. Grant Cardone's got, you know, 2 billion in real estate. Yeah, but he didn't always have that. Nah, it's been a dry, it's been he, a he he had some you know really really tough times as is the case with pretty much all of us. We've all come from some type of challenge maybe some people have more than others, but they moved forward and they they found their rocket fuel and they took off and you celebrate that you don't go well i'm jealous no you you celebrate that when someone does well you celebrate it because it just puts out such a positive vibe and energy and i always tell people the pie is bigger than any of us could ever consume it there's there's no limit to it it's endless pie i don't care if you like pumpkin pie apple pie cherry pie whatever it's endless you just go and do what you need to do to get to that level that you want. And when you get there, keep growing. Don't, don't put it into neutral or slam it into park. You can pause and look around and, of course, enjoy what you have in life. And, and, for one and, minute. For one yeah, minute. Feel it. Yeah. One, for one minute. And then you thrust yeah. again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, because, you know, if, 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 you know, if, if Falcon nine is going like this and like, Hey, we got to this point. Okay. We're just going to put it in cruise control. No, 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 no. You, you, you got, you got to break, you got to break through and, you know, the international space station, you got stuff to deliver. It's like, keep going, you know? And cause if it's like, yeah, hey, we're going to wait here. No, that we, the, ship, the ships don't work that way yet. Maybe yeah. they will down the road. They can go, hey, we're going to park out here. We're going to get some drive through and then continue up, you know, you know, like, you know, space station or Jetsons crap or something like that. But at the end of the day, keep going. So yep, that's awesome. That's right. that's right. And by the way, you can get the book at uh, Mike C Rock with no K C R O C Mike C Rock.com forward slash book. That's perfect. I was going to ask you, you know, where people can find out more about you and in, in this book and everything else that you're doing. So, yeah. So there's, there's there any other links you'd like to share with the audience today? Uh, the other thing is, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm all over LinkedIn and Instagram, but uh, Instagram is my favorite. Um, and if you DM me, it's Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y-C-R-O-C. And shoot me a DM, man. I'm, I'm, I'm shouting out to a lot of people right now. We are, we're on Clubhouse and people are DMing me in Clubhouse like crazy because I'm getting up on stage with some, some big name people talking. And uh, I love engaging with people. So just reach out to me. 
Oh, definitely. And I'll have that in the show notes as well. So C-Rock, I loved our conversation. I'm so happy for you. And I can't wait for this book to get out in the wild and, and impact the lives like I know it's going to. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.